When we ask you about your healthcare experiences for our series, in our survey, through our texting club, a lot of you complained about emergency rooms, eternal waits, misdiagnoses, leaving feeling like your healthcare problem wasn't solved. So we wanted to ask, what's the deal with emergency rooms? That's today's story of the day. Support for Story of the Day comes from Kenny Drugs, now offering a new mobile app to help patients better manage prescriptions for themselves and their family. More at KennyDrugs.com. And Clarkson University, offering over 95 programs of study with campuses in the Hudson Valley, Central, and Northern New York. More at Clarkson.edu. Hey, I'm David Summerstein. It's Friday, October 6th. First up, with New York's rollout of cannabis sales largely stalled, a pop-up dispensary has opened in Carthage. Matt Krupp of Cantera Cannabis Delivery Service, which operates the pop-up, says farmers have complained that their harvest risks going bad with the state's slow rollout of recreational sales. They kind of heard the feedback that, that we had this bottleneck, that the farmers weren't able to reach members of their own communities even. And they said, hey, we'll come up with this program that will let you do farmers markets indoors or outdoors, however you want to do them. The North Country Cannabis Showcase is open Wednesday through Sunday, 11 to 7 at Black River Supply Company in Carthage. It'll operate through the end of the year. Emergency rooms have to handle it all. Car accident victims, chest pains at 3 a.m., spiking insulin levels, broken bones, the flu, everything. Doctors and nurses triage the best they can, and patients often have to wait and wait, and some leave frustrated they didn't get the care they expected. For our healthcare series this month, Catherine Wheeler reports on how both sides see the emergency room experience and what healthcare providers are trying to do to make it better. Bill, who has a camp in the North Country, went to the same emergency room here decades apart. The first time, he had a fishing hook buried in his thumb. The ER doctor took it out, no problem. The second time, Bill was in a car that hit a deer. He had lacerations on his arms, so he went to the ER to get checked out and stitched up. So he he patched that up and uh, he put no uh, antibiotic, no Vaseline, no nothing on it, and then used just regular gauze. So basically my arm and the gauze refused uh, for the next morning when I had to remove it, which was, to say the least, a little uncomfortable. Bill says that experience makes him anxious about getting caught in an emergency here. I'm at the age where, you know, things like heart attacks and strokes are realities, and I would definitely not want to have one up in the North Country. Lori Peterson has also had trouble with North Country ERs. A few years ago, her father, who has since died, was in and out of emergency rooms. He had prostate cancer and severe arthritis and recurring gout, and eventually he couldn't walk. Peterson says they were keeping up with his regular doctors, but he was in a lot of pain. His home health aides would tell Peterson to take her father to the ER, but when she did, they'd send him right back home. I wish they had taken him seriously and not just said, oh, this is, you know, this old geezer. Peterson says those experiences left her feeling anxious, frustrated, and resentful. I had one doctor in one of the emergency rooms say to me, I know why you're here and you're not going to get away with it, essentially. She thought I was bringing my father to dump him off and like make somebody else take care of him. I was trying to get him help. For our healthcare series, hundreds of people answered our survey about what is and isn't working in the North Country. Many of them told us about their experiences and frustrations in emergency rooms. But what is it about rural emergency rooms that makes getting the right care so difficult? It starts with people coming in too late. 
Victoria Kaskanoya is a rural emergency doctor based in Michigan, and she's the chair of the rural section of the American College of Emergency Physicians. She says not having enough primary care doctors in rural areas contributes to who comes into the ER. According to the Economic Research Service at the U.S. Department of Agriculture, there are about five primary care doctors for every 10,000 people in rural areas. In urban areas, it's eight. Kaskanoya says that's a problem because when people can't get regular care for chronic conditions that could be managed, they end up coming into the ER with a bigger problem. So if somebody has asthma or diabetes or high cholesterol or high blood pressure, they might not be able to get in to see a doctor to have that managed. So then they show up when they're having their diabetic ketoacidosis or when they're having their stroke because their condition wasn't managed well. On top of that, rural people are less likely to be able to afford medical care when they can get it. According to the Commonwealth Fund, an independent private foundation that supports health research, 10 percent of people in rural populations don't have health insurance and about 30 percent are underinsured. So Kaskanoya says patients maybe can't afford to take care of an issue when it's mild. So again, it gets more critical. So even if there was a primary care office, if they can't pay, they might not be getting care and they don't show up until they come to my ear at two in the morning when they're dying from their condition that was completely preventable. That's true in the North Country, too. Ashley Wiseman is an emergency physician in the region and at the University of Vermont Medical Center. She says she sees these situations more in ERs she works in in Elizabethtown, Malone, and Ticonderoga than she does in Burlington. But Wiseman says that doesn't mean emergency rooms aren't providing quality care. She says ER doctors are trained to find life-threatening problems and then stabilize that person quickly. And they do that over and over and over again until the waiting room is cleared out. Your experiences that were probably misdiagnosis and challenging were ones where we didn't see an immediate life threat and that's the balance. Like, what is in the waiting room that I don't know? Is there a heart attack in there? Is there a stroke in there that I need to find out immediately? I think that that is hard for all of us, for patients and providers. She says it's frustrating for patients not to have their problems resolved when they leave the ER. But the ER isn't the right place to manage chronic conditions. That's what primary care doctors and specialists are for. Wiseman says even if she wanted to keep those patients longer, run more tests, or even follow up, she can't. That's not her specialty, and many rural ERs aren't even set up for further care. I'm much less set up to coordinate an outpatient CT scan for a lung nodule I saw incidentally on your chest x-ray when you had a viral illness and not a pneumonia and then follow that result and then make sure you have a primary care doctor that continues to follow that. In fact, if I write some of those orders, insurance won't pay for them. Of all of the problems rural emergency care faces, Wiseman says transportation and distance may be the biggest enemies. The first hurdle is getting the patient to the hospital. I might hear a radio call go out you know, in North Hudson or Paradox, and it might be up a smaller road. It might be by the time a volunteer not paid EMS service scrambles a crew and gets to either one of those patients in a quite rural location down several roads from the main street and then gets them to the small hospital, to me, I could have 40 minutes. Wiseman says not only is it hard to get an emergent patient there, getting them back home could be just as difficult. You might need to get really creative and do things like drive a patient home yourself at the end of your shift or 
you know, really cobble together a crew of neighbors, friends, family members, because many of these services aren't there. And in some cases, a smaller ER doesn't have the right equipment or doctors a patient needs, so they have to get transferred to a bigger hospital. ER doctor Victoria Koskinoya says figuring out that transportation isn't easy either. Basically, I just call a hospital, a transfer number, and ask if they have the service that I need, and then wait some indeterminate amount of time for a doctor to call me back and say yes or no whether I can send that patient. Regional healthcare networks have helped with this, but Koskinoya says she's lobbying with the American College of Emergency Physicians to standardize the transfer process. Rural hospitals don't have all of the resources and specialists of big cities. They're facing closures and slimmer budgets. Wiseman says some of the toughest days she has as an ER doctor are the ones where she knows if she had more resources or the patient had just lived in a bigger place, it would be an entirely different situation. And I think in your worst days, you're completely bogged down by forces that you don't have control over, including things like resource limitations, transport frustrations. But she says the best days are the ones where she uses all of her skills to help a patient and that when she knows that person will be able to see someone locally to follow up. She says that's one of the greatest advantages of rural health care. When I work at Elizabethtown in particular, where I have a really close relationship and they have a really strong primary care group, I often admit a patient to their primary care doctor say, oh, I'm so sorry this happened to my dear patient. This, I know everything about them. I will happily bring them into the hospital and fix this problem or follow up. Wiseman says she's hopeful for the future of rural emergency medicine. She says bigger networks like the University of Vermont Health Network are working with smaller sites not only to get patients connected with doctors, but to also help teach and build the next group of rural health care providers. Catherine Wheeler, North Country Public Radio. We have more news all the time on our website, ncpr.org. Music today by the Currys of Potsdam and Roan Yellowthorn of Plattsburgh. Have a great weekend. I'm David Summerstein, North Country Public Radio.